Hey, chiropractors, the first chiropractic textbook was not D.D. Palmer's The Chiropractor's Adjuster. It was actually Modernized Chiropractic in 1907. D.D.'s came out in 1910. Um, today, I'm going to talk about Modernized Chiropractic for the 21st century, right? So I'm going to kind of steal their title uh, and talk about it. And I think part of Modernized Chiropractic is going to companies like PCD, Preferred Chiropractic Doctor, and now you know to help you create that modernized office. And now, here's the podcast. Living and the right to continue living is like driving on a two-way, two-lane cycle up one side, down the other, with a middle yellow line which safely guides and warns all drivers to stand his right side of the road coming or going. Human chiropractic drivers should use discretion, judgment, reason, and logic. Too many have misguided theories. Each driver has no right to wobble, weave, or squeeze up to or trespass onto or cross over the center yellow line. If he does, sooner or later he will run into the other fellow coming from the other direction on the other side of the yellow line, or the other fellow coming from the other direction on the other side of the yellow line runs into him. In either event, a smash-up or wreck human lives are lost. The yellow line is the dividing line between which each must keep from. Medical drivers have a right to their right side of the yellow divide. Chiropractic drivers also have a right to their right side of the yellow line. The moment any medical man crosses the yellow line into the chiropractic lane, he is in trouble, or the moment any chiropractor crosses the yellow line of the medical lane, he too is in trouble. The medical driver on his side yellow line has no business thinking he can sneak over the center yellow line on the other side of the highway. Neither has the chiropractor on his side of the yellow line any business thinking he's entitled to slip over unobserved across the yellow line into medical territory. Either way would create a smash up with injuries and in patient passengers on both sides of the highway. It is always the other fool one uh, has to watch out for. Don't be a yellow line chiropractor. I think this is a brilliant observation that BJ made way back when in the 50s. Um, and I think it's still very relevant for today, right? And it's very relevant what we've been talking about. Everything that we've been talking about has been about what is the most appropriate time to refer? What is the most appropriate time to, to do what we're supposed to be doing? And I think one of the big issues that I'm seeing today in this profession after being involved with it for so long is that there's a lot of people out there who think just because I get a chiropractic degree, I can do anything I want. Right? All I need is that doctor in front of my name, and then I can do anything I please. Um, so I can do weight loss clinics, and I can do skin care clinics, and I could do things about hair loss, and I could give testosterone injections and other kind of injections, and they think that just because they're a chiropractor, they can do anything, and it's totally okay. And I think that's a real mistake. You know, it's hard enough that we created this mixer straight thing way back when, when BJ was still alive, that there's this one camp of chiropractors who are the straight chiropractors and the other camp that are the mixer chiropractors. And that's why we have the ICA and the ACA and those have two have been battling each other for you know, a century practically. Um, that's bad enough, right? But then, now we have all these chiropractors doing all this other stuff. And if you drive around, like just Atlanta, like you will see a tremendous amount of inconsistency so that some chiropractors do spinal decompression and some chiropractors do injections and some chiropractors use Botox and some chiropractors do all these other things. And I, like, I, have, I have patients all the time saying, well, my last chiropractor didn't do that to me. 
Oh, uh, he didn't adjust you? No, my last chiropractor did like this muscle testing for me and gave me vitamins and homeopathy. And used this, uh, this thing where he would put something on my hand and determine uh, which vitamins and minerals I was deficient in. I'm like, okay, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. That's a fine thing to use. It's just not chiropractic. And he didn't touch you. No, he didn't do anything. So, so this is the kind of stuff that we're seeing all the time. That people are, cl- are saying, I am a chiropractor just to get yourself a doctorate degree. And then they're doing whatever they please. So <clears throat> way back when uh, the first chiropractic textbook, anybody know what the name of the first chiropractic textbook was? Written in 1907. Sad. Okay, so the first chiropractic textbook was not... Re- okay, who wrote the first chiropractic textbook? Was it D.D. Palmer? Did D.D. Palmer write the first chiropractic textbook? The answer is no. <clears throat> D.D. Palmer did not write the first chiropractic textbook. The first chiropractic textbook was written by one of his students, one of D.D.'s students, Langworthy, uh, and Paxson, uh, who also is another student of D.D. Palmer's. And in 1907, they came out with a book titled Modernized Chiropractic. Modernized Chiropractic, which is interesting since chiropractic had only been around at that point in time for like 12 years. Um, so they were already modernizing it. Uh, and they had a very interesting twist on what they thought modernized chiropractic is. Um, but I, just a little history, right? We should all know this, that D.D. Palmer was not, that the science, art, art, and philosophy of chiropractic, or the chiropractic's adjuster, that everybody thinks is the first textbook, wasn't really the first textbook. Um, modernized chiropractic. Uh, if anybody has a copy of one, it's very rare. Only a few of them exist. I've been trying to get a copy for years. I can't find one uh, that anybody is willing to sell. So, <clears throat> but why is that important? Because right now, I'd like to, you guys to think about what I think is the 21st century chiropractic, what I would call modernized chiropractic. And I think it's, there's three things. First off, we talked about this whole quarter, um, science, art, and philosophy. We, we need to have the science, art, and philosophy in chiropractic in everything we do. Those chiropractors who are only science chiropractors, right, there's just so far you can go with just science, right? You need everything. You need the whole package. Those chiropractors who think it's just a technique, right? It's just the art, right? There's just so far you can go with just being a great artist, right? And those who think the philosophy is it, also there's just so far you can go. Yeah, I think really the, uh, the best chiropractor today has all three of these things married together. Those are the most successful chiropractors <clears throat> that I see uh, today. Number two is I think about the dental profession. Well, I'm always comparing to them. And the dental profession did two things. Number one is when they decided in the 1950s to actually create a real profession, because back before 1950s, it was just like teeth pullers. Um, when they decided to create a real profession, what they did is they came together and they said, we have to be together as a team. In order to create what we want to, out of dentistry, we have to create this together. Right? So as a team, they created it together. And then as they were marching towards a better dentistry and creating the modern dentistry that we see now, right? they actually made different branches of dentistry. So they actually created a uh, you know, orthodontist branch and a periodontist branch and all these other branches and cosmetic dentistry. They purposely created specific branches. We in chiropractic have these quasi-branches, so I call myself a pediatric chiropractor, but 
it's not listed anywhere except on my own website and my own conversations, right? But being a diplomat in pediatrics doesn't really mean that I actually have this, this like specialized thing. It just means I spent more time. But I'm not like a periodontal dentist who literally has a separate field within his field of study, right? I really think we have to start doing that. If we want to mature, we got to follow what the dentist did. And we need to say, okay, so if you want to be a general dentist, right, then that's one thing, you just get a general degree. If you want to be a pediatric dentist, you want to be a periodontic dentist, you want to be orthodontist, dentist, then it's a completely separate thing, not just in getting extra weekends, right? It's a completely separate part of dentistry, right? So I feel we need a complete, each thing needs a completely separate part, the pediatric, the sports, the extremities, each one of them needs completely separate things to have more credence. That's the second thing I think that's super important. And the third thing, getting back to BJ's thing, is we really need to stay on our side. We really need to stay on our side of the highway, right? When we're driving up Cobb Parkway, the only thing that's stopping the car over there from coming over here is that double yellow line. That's it. It's the only thing that's stopping it. Why do we keep on crossing the line? Why do we think as a chiropractic profession that we could do stuff that isn't chiropractic, right? Why do we think that we can do weight loss clinics? Why do we think that it's okay for us to, to, do, to give injections? Why is it okay for us to give drugs? Why is it okay for us to do something that isn't chiropractic? Right? There's nothing wrong with all those things, but those things should be done by, th by people who that's what they do. The reason that the public is so confused about chiropractic, the reason that chiropractic is still seeing 10% of the population, and we've seen 10% of the population since I was in school and since before I was in school 30 years ago, the reason we're still seeing the same percentage of population after 30 years, Coca-Cola would be mad if they were seeing the same percentage of people drinking Coca-Cola after 30 years. They'd be like, what's wrong? Let's do studies to increase this, right? Let's do more advertising. And Coca-Cola isn't fighting itself. You know, you know if Diet Coke fighting against regular Coke, they don't really care. They just want Coke products, right? So I don't understand what the, the issue is that chiropractic has. Why can't we stay on our line, on our side of the highway? What is so, our side of the highway is amazing. Our, I, I don't see people like raving about all this other stuff that chiropractors claim to do because what they're, all this other stuff that chiropractors are claiming to do isn't chiropractic, right? So if you, if you do a weight loss clinic and you lose weight, it's like, okay, well, of course, I did a weight loss clinic, I lost weight, right? There's nothing astonishing about that. What we do is astonishing. What we do is magical. And I don't understand why we can't just be okay with that, right? And, and what's funny is I speak to you guys at Life, and there's a lot of you guys who are going to come up to me and have come up to me over the course of this quarter and many other quarters. And even though we are quote unquote, the, the most philosophical school, I get a lot of people arguing with me about how I don't think it's wrong to give drugs in our profession, I think we should. I don't think it's wrong for us to do weight loss clinics, I don't think it's wrong for us to give injections. Like, okay, everybody has the right to their own opinion. It's totally cool, I have no argument against that. It's just, if we want chiropractic to really succeed in the 21st century, we have to follow what other people did, what other professions did to make themselves successful. And whatever we're doing isn't giving us any more market share. Even though the, 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 the latest studies out of Palmer Chiropractic College showed that, that 50% of adults have actually seen a chiropractor in their lifetime. I don't know if you've seen this, this study, but if you go on uh, 
uh, Palmer College research part of their website, 50% of, of adults have claimed that they have seen a chiropractor at least once in their lifetime. But that's, that doesn't really matter because it's not have, have they seen them, it's do they get what chiropractic is, right? I'm glad that they use chiropractic as a back pain fixer-upper thing, but that's really such a small piece of what it is that we do, right? So I think for modernized chiropractic, we really need to think about making sure we all, like when you guys graduate, blending the science, art, and philosophy, right? Keeping it all together, making sure that we that you specialize. I think one of the most important things and missing pieces in a lot of students who graduate is that they want to be a jack of all trades and they really need to, I think specialization is the key. <clears throat> and not that I don't see adults, but I, I specialize in kids. And hopefully that specialization will get higher and higher as time goes on. And I think we need to stay on our side. Do what we're trained to do. Dr. C used to always say that. Do what we're trained to do, right? In chiropractic school, if you're not trained to do Botox injections and testosterone injections and weight loss clinics, then you probably shouldn't be doing it, right? We probably should stick on our side of the highway.